Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and we are so glad to have you listening today. We have a, a very special treat. We are recording uh, this episode uh, at the Etch Family Ministry Conference. Well, it's happening in October here in Nashville. And we love when we have uh, the opportunity to be here to sit down with some special friends and have conversations that we might not otherwise have because we live far from one another. And so we're joined today uh, by Dr. Tracy McElhatton. Tracy, welcome. Thank you. It's we're, great to be here. Uh, we're so thrilled to have you at the conference and on the podcast. So listeners, um, Dr. Tracy McElhatton is the Director of Early Childhood Ministries at Blue Valley Baptist Church in Overland Park, Kansas. Yes. She's a writer and editor for Bible Studies for Life Kids, which is one of our resources, so we're thrilled to have you yeah. involved in that. Thank you. Uh, and she's, she has a PhD in special education. Uh, she's worked for 13 years in public schools in different roles, including teaching and research, and her heart is to support families uh, as they teach their young kids about Jesus and equip church leaders and volunteers with the tools to teach children with varying abilities. And so we're going to be talking today a little bit about special needs ministry, teaching children with special needs. And uh, But before we do that, we want to get to know you a little bit. And so Great. we'd like to ask our guests a couple questions about their childhood. Okay. So I'm going to go with games. When games. you were a kid, did you have any special board games or games that you liked to play. The first thing that comes to mind is I loved Monopoly and Ooh, Monopoly Junior. That's a really competitive game. Yes. Monopoly can get vicious. Yes. Ah. And I think I liked it because it was a little entrepreneurial. Yes. I, I like to get all the money and I like to build all the buildings. And, all right. So, in which you know. thing did you like to be? Because the piece you oh, choose. Goodness. Says a lot about you, I think, as a person. The top yeah. hat or the skateboard. I don't really remember what I chose, but uh. the thing that comes to mind now when I play it with my kids is the thimble. And I don't know oh, why the I thimble. choose the thimble. Yeah, Maybe because it's so opposite of me. I, I yeah. don't sew. <laughs> I always like to be like the car. That. Wasn't there like a shoe? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like the shoe. shoe. Yeah. 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 You're the yeah. thimble. Huh. Yeah. That must mean something. I, I don't, don't know. know what. Now I'm going to have to analyze So now that. were you good at Monopoly? Was it something that you like? You won? I think I was pretty good, yes. Huh. I think uh, my dad was pretty good as well. So um, we like to be competitive. I enjoyed it and I still like to win and my kids don't always win. We're not that type of family. Oh, so you're not into letting the kids win. <laughs> no, so. we're pretty. We're all pretty competitive. So we have. That's fun. good. Yeah, that's yes. good. And not everybody gets a trophy. No, no, no. trophies. That participation like trophy thing. Sometimes you lose. Sorry. That's and yeah. that's part of life. It is part of life. Did you, when you were a kid, did you have like a favorite pair of shoes? Was there some something you liked to put on your feet that was like, oh, I just loved my whatever it was? Well. This is totally going to give away my era, but I think I had every single color of Keds oh, yeah. and jelly shoes. Uh, my mom tells me that I adored jelly shoes. So Keds I, and, and I jellies. Do those. Yes. So, you know, product of the 80s. Yes. <laughs> and they were fun. They were fun. Both of them fun and colorful. They, they went with everything. You couldn't go wrong with Keds or jellies. How fun. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure I ever had Keds or Jellies. That's probably And I'm okay, okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with, with that, that as My well. My wife is totally into <laughs> both, I'm sure. Well, let's come back to our topic. So we're talking about teaching children with special needs. Uh, so we're going to discuss some practical information about uh, some of the characteristics of special needs disabilities uh, and some suggestions on how to teach to the strengths of children. So sure. where should we begin? 
Well, I think it's important to remember that every child is made in the image of God. So um, every child God created with a purpose, and we need to embrace kids in that way. And they all have a purpose for being with us, and um, we need to create an environment where uh, they're valued and where they're a full part of the classroom. It's not separate or um, they're not uh, excluded, but they're a full member of the classroom because that leads them to be also a full member of the body of Christ. And so it's important to start out with that. Um, next, I think I would start about learning about different disabilities and the different characteristics. Um, there's developmental disabilities or physical disabilities, um, and everything has their own characteristics, and you might teach differently according to each child and each type of disability. Mm. So there's definitely things to remember with each kind of um, ability level as well. So. Um Inclusiveness yes. would be an important uh, uh, yes. strategy. Yes. I'm um, very, I'm a good proponent of inclusion because I think it's a good example of what the body of Christ is. Mm. Um, but also creating that environment where kids can be welcomed in and we need to look at our physical environment. So what does our classroom actually look like? Is mm. it welcoming? Is it accessible? Um, can you can wheelchairs move about in the classroom? And it's important. You also need to look at the sensory input that's in the mm. classroom. So is the classroom very bright? Is it overstimulating? Are there too many things on the walls? Um, or is it calming and inviting? And does that promote a sense of calmness for the kids. Mm. You also need to look at uh, seating arrangements and are there different types of seating available. Some children may not be able mm. to hold themselves up in a certain kind of chair. They may need a different kind of uh, chair. And uh, some kids need a certain like sit spot or a carpet square or just a designated space that's theirs. That way they can have their own space and be able to be a part of the group when there's a group activity mm -hmm. and it just helps keep them centered and kind of balanced. Um, another thing you need to look at besides just getting your classroom ready is uh, looking at the materials that you're presenting and mm. looking at your lesson and um, the curriculum that you provide find a curriculum or you may need to modify what you have but yeah. um, think about the different senses so it's a good way to think about um, what you're teaching so present your material in different ways like you may need to present ways that they can hear the material mm. um, record the material and then present it that way or show it on video or different things like that. Um, look for different ways that you can show the material visually, give lots of visual examples. Another way, another sense is um, by what they uh, hear and what they feel. Mm. So just give different ways that kids can interact and a good way to think about that is through using the five senses. So mm. The more you can present the material and the more different ways you can present the material, the more likely kids are to engage and to learn, which is what we want. We want hmm. them to be engaged with the Bible and engaged with the gospel and really soak it in and grow. And the more ways we can present that material, the more likely that is to happen. So um, getting your classroom ready, getting your curriculum ready, and then last, just getting your heart ready too and hmm. uh, praying through how you're going to accept children with special needs and what that's going to look like in your church. It may be different for everybody. So mm. um, get your heart ready and get your plan ready before you just jump into something big. So um, if, if I'm at a, at a church that does not currently have a special needs program yes. as such, yes. yet 
I'm aware of this need now. Yes. Where where do we begin? Do um, we and we talked about the idea of inclusiveness as opposed mm -hmm. to separation, right? right? right. So right. we want to be cautious there. But can you give some tips on how to begin? Is it best to ha identify an individual who can come alongside a child? Uh, or, or how would you, what do you I recommend? I think that's one strategy and a really popular strategy because it works. Um, we may not have a specific special needs ministry, but I can almost guarantee that kids with special needs are in your church mm. because they're a large part of the population. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully our church reflects the population yeah. around us. And so kids are there. So one strategy for beginning is, yes, starting a buddy ministry. And what that looks like is a buddy is just a guide on the side. They're not a teacher. Good. Okay, uh, good. They're not um, just an extra set of hands. They're really there to help that child, facilitate that child through their day, and um, help that child engage with whatever's going on in the classroom, help facilitate positive relationships, mm -hmm. and maybe help with self-care needs as well. So um, you're, that buddy is really that person's guide. And their job is really to make their job not needed anymore. Right. Hopefully at some point the ch child will be independent enough where that buddy isn't needed anymore yes. but that's a really but good in the short strategy term, yes. if that child does have a, a um, needs a special some special attention uh, mm -hmm. throughout that time you have someone you who's have designated and able designated. to yeah. yes and it's not taking away from the teacher right. so uh, that person doesn't step in as the teacher the teacher remains the person doing all the teaching, yes. which is great. So it doesn't become huh. hard for that person to do both things. So there's a designated person. So that's a great strategy to begin a special needs ministry. And then I would think it would be important for that person to be there consistently. Yes, consistency is really helpful. And I know that that's not always possible 100% right. of the time. But if you have a, whether it be a small pool or a large pool of buddies that you can draw from, then assign one to three or maybe even four if you have yeah. to to each child and really get to know that child and their preferences and their likes and um, what what works and what triggers and anything else so that there can be that consistency and relationship and I think that will yeah. make all the difference in the world yeah and so within the context of that relationship mm -hmm. some of that coaching and some maybe even some anxiety that the child would have could it could be diminished for yes. sure yes Yes, so that, that just really helps provide a consistent environment and a safe place for that child, which is what church should be. Yeah. Special needs is one of those things where there's such a broad range of needs yes. that you can be confronted with. And you listed off some of them before. Yes. And you also mentioned that you may not, whether you know it or not, there are kids in, your, in our yes. churches right now who have some, yes. some sort of special need. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about the idea of a special needs ministry, it probably has a different picture for everyone, yes. depending on their context. Is there any sort of standard sorts of things that we might look for? How do we know if, you know, we don't, maybe we don't have that special needs thing and maybe it's time that we need to put mm -hmm. something into place. Mm -hmm. I think uh, starting the body ministry is one really great way to get started. Um, and then whatever you are offering, make sure there's a way for parents to know that. So uh, redoing a page on your website and making sure that there's a place to co for contact information for whoever the contact person is that can facilitate their first time through the doors on Sunday morning. Um, make sure there's a welcome committee and that mm. those people that are doing security and people that are doing greeting, not just in the childhood department, but yeah. also in the main sanctuary area, the parking lot attendants, make sure they're aware of what 
a child with special needs mm. looks like entering the building because there may be some difficulties and train those people mm. on how to welcome them in and facilitate them into your special needs ministry or kids ministry or whatever you have going on. Um, another way that you could get started too is providing like a respite night. Um, mm. That's a really popular yeah, a way to get idea. started because it's a um, it's a really good outreach and parents of children with special needs they're usually their number one thing when you ask them what do you need they say i Just need a break, a break yeah. please and i've even heard people say well, we have a respite night so that you can have a date night out. And those parents will say, I just want two hours to go sit in the car with quietness because yeah. they're just, parents are so overwhelmed yes. and they just don't have the luxury of calling the next door neighbor to say, come over and watch my child when they have such overwhelming needs. And their marriages are often just full of pressure because of all the extra needs that their mm. children present. And they want somebody else to just come alongside them and just love them and accept them and give them a break. Yeah. And so if we can do that as a church, that is a fantastic way to provide a ministry to those parents mm. and the kids. And then I don't want to forget about the siblings, too, because they do often get overlooked because their mm. lives are just centered around their siblings that have special needs. And the siblings need special attention, too. They need to yeah. remember that it's not just all about the other child, but that Jesus loves them just as much and that they are made with their own purpose in mind as well. And they need a special activity for them, too, and even a break from just being... They find themselves as the helper a lot. Yeah. They need a break from being the helper. They need a chance to just be a kid and yes. have fun and just not have a care in the world. And if we can provide that as a church, then that is a wonderful ministry to have mm. to look towards those families. So buddy ministry and respite nights and also support groups uh, for parents are also another really great way to get started on providing a special needs ministry. And then um, last, I would say sometimes you may not have a... Um, huge a lot of resources to provide or to start a big program if you have to just react to what you have I think that's a great way to get started too. kids show up you need to be prepared to um, face those needs and provide for those needs so think of a scenario and and just get started from there like think of a plan like okay a child comes to school or comes to church and they have a family with a nine-year-old with autism and then a sibling they walk in the door and they say where do I go what are you gonna do just yeah. think think through scenarios like that and then that's your special needs ministry yes. it's okay to start small you just start small with what you have and build and that's okay yeah. but start but start yes because yes. they're a large portion of the population and um, I've heard some research say that uh, like 90% of individuals mm. with special needs don't go to church at all because mm. they don't want to be a burden or there's just not a place for them and then only 11% of evangelical churches have mm. a special needs ministry wow. so there's really a gap there and we have a lot of work to do and so, a great opportunity yeah. and a great opportunity for those who will yes. Uh, yes. choose to take action such yes. a great opportunity to yes. serve families yes. and to be Jesus to them yes. uh, as and they there's love plenty their kids. of resources out there to learn and you, I don't think you have to be a special needs expert you don't have to have a PhD in special ed to get yes. started you just have to love jesus and want to follow the mission of the church and want to love on kids and families and that's important 
Great advice. Yeah. Dr. Tracy McElhatton, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. We appreciate you being here on the podcast and being here at the Etch Conference. My and we're pleasure. just so thankful for you and for, for your ministry to the children's ministry leaders that we encourage. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to having you back again for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. Yeah.